When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we go. We're doing great. It's nice to talk to you, old brother, person I don't ever get to see or talk to ever. I like not having to be in the same room with you. This is cool. What have you? Uh, what have you been up to in the last several years? Kidding. Well, Uh, I've really let myself go appearance-wise. No, this is really a cool thing to uh, to do. We've we've done the stereo conversations with for Dumb People Town, and that's it's a blast. It's so much fun to yeah. It turns out that even in the pandemic, people are still doing dumb shit. Uh huh. Isn't that weird? Basically, if you are a city council member and you're on a Zoom, you're going to get drunk and throw a cat. We know that to be true. Well, what do we say about what do we say about Zoom calls and old people? Zoom is going to get you. It's like the NBA Finals. In a seven-game series, your weaknesses will be exposed. That's a fact. People are, people are coming in. We already have a voice memo. Hey, we're on the stereo app right now. And if you want to leave us a voice memo, we will listen to it right away. We will respond immediately. We got two people are coming in and I love this. Dang, it's good, man. Why do you look like in your hat like you're a Jewish gangster from the 60s, man? I'm like Jewish Heisenberg, who I think was Jewish. You're like Heisenstein. Uh, all right, here we go. Heisenbergowitz. You want to listen to one of these as we move forward and talk about the pandemic? Hey, get in touch with us and let us know how your pandemic is going, and we'll make fun of it. Here we go. Yep. Hey, guys, how we doing? Uh, I've got another one from the UK. This is from the Daily Mirror also, so you know it's true. Yep. Shopping center staff fail to spot massive mistake in their Christmas display, Uh wherein the giant toy blocks spell out, not Santa, but Satan. <laughs> hey. Merry Christmas, boys and girls, from the Prince of Darkness. Ma. From down under. Thank you. How could Stephen that happen, guys? Thank you, Stephen Elton Yates. Uh, it's just uh, maybe maybe don't have the dyslexic guy dyslexic guy put up the decorations with the words in it. Uh, the other thing. But by the way, that, by the way, Santa and Satan are very similar. Okay, they both see you when you're sleeping. They, they both, both are taking stock as to whether you're being a good person or a bad person, right? They both wear red, and they, uh, both they, wear, they force animals to do a lot of their dirty work, right? Yeah, and they and and be, and I would imagine that being around them a lot is like being in a living hell. Yeah, it is. It is, and you know how they say when 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 temperatures are so cold, when you're so cold, it feels like you're burning up. Yeah, you know, like that. That's what the North Pole. The North Pole is is a hell unto itself. That's where the next season of Alone is going to be in the North Pole, Jay. I was in the Arctic. What was the Arctic? Not the North Pole. I season so. six. Yeah, maybe it's going to be in the Antarctic. It'd probably be the Antarctic. 
Um, I want it to be. Think... I want it to be in the Uncle Arctic. That'd be good. At, at Sklar Brothers. Here we go. Here's another one. Let's do it. Hey, Ray J. Van Kirk. My name is Andrew. Fun story of a small world that we all live in. Nice. Uh, back on your cheap seat days, you used to work with a guy named Todd Pellegrino. I assume oh, yeah. you know all about him. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually gave me my first ever production job about 10 years ago. Uh, great guy. Worked with him for about eight years. Uh, super cool guy. And I uh, just want to pass that fun story along. Thank Love you, Todd Andrew. Pellegrino. So thank yeah, you, Todd, thank you very much. Todd, go ahead. Todd Pellegrino was part of the original Cheap Seats uh, team. So, you know, we the I, the story behind how we got Cheap Seats, the TV show on ESPN Classic, was that our buddy was at ESPN the magazine, and he and his co-editor. That was one of the fastest growing parts of ESPN at the time, and he. Uh, he was asked by ESPN to come up with a bunch of ideas for shows and they knew they had this old catalog from the eighties before ESPN had contracts with all the major sports. So they'd have to fill 24 hours of sports coverage and they didn't have, so basically it was the Ocho all the time and they didn't have, you know, so it was super dog, super jocks and cheerleading competitions and dog shows and spelling beard, beard and mustache championships, which one time we saw a guy with a beard, his beard in the shape of a check mark, which we were like there, his beard is in the shape of a check mark. And so is the box on his tax returns that says single. Cause no one's going to get with that. No. Um, so, so they pitched the show, watch us watch these old games. And what was interesting about it was, they didn't know if they wanted to make it like mystery science theater or dinner in a movie where you pop in during the breaks. And we were with, out to brunch with our buddy, Gary, we were visiting New York and he told us about the show. And he's like, we just need to find a couple guys who are like, you know, have good chemistry and would want to host something like this and are funny. And we were like, why aren't you asking us, Gary? He's yeah, like, oh, we'll I do it. He's like, I didn't think you guys would want to do it. We're like, Gary, we'll do it, bro. And so we got to do it. And then they gave us, a, I mean, it, a lot went into getting to do it. I mean, we essentially came to New York City, a giant meeting. We pitched them 155 segment ideas, and a bunch of them worked. The only segment idea that didn't work was that we befriended an animated squirrel who had the soul of uh, now deceased former head coach, or um, I, I guess you would call it man manager of the uh, of the. New York Yankees, Billy Martin. Yeah. Um, Billy Martin, Billy Martin squirrel. squirrel would have been animated, angry Billy Martin squirrel would have been fantastic. I think it would have been funny. He's just swearing and kicking dirt at us. Um, we didn't but get Pellegrino, to do that one. Pellegrino was a great producer and a really great partner throughout that whole process. We love the dude. And he really helped us out. He and Ted uh, Butler and uh, Solomon, the, our editor, they were, these guys are just valuable people and great people in our lives for that four or five year span. Agreed. Let's do another show. Did y'all actually hear about um, the old council member who was telling this lady shut the fuck up and was sticking up her middle finger and then <laughs> she forgot her camera was on. But Yo. then when they confronted her about it, she was like, I didn't do that. Y'all was seeing stuff. It wasn't me. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't me. You can't pull the shaggy defense on Zoom. We see you. We see your handle. You can't be like, it wasn't me. So I flipped her off in the bathroom. Wasn't me. Flipped her wasn't off me. on the counter. Flipped her off was the counter. Me. Was me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was you. You can't say my Zoom camera got hacked. That's just, it's not going to work. Zoom is going to get you. If you make a comment anti-LGBTQ, get ready to take the Zoom computer into your bathroom, uh, into the bathroom, and still be on. 
you don't get. Yeah, the old people on Zoom are like three-year-olds playing hide and seek. They think if they close their eyes, then no one can see them. We can we see can you. See you. We can see we everything can see that you're doing, and you look like a dumb child. That's it. That's a great voice memo. Thanks, brother. Since this is Scarborough Country, the virus edition, we got to have some AKAs. So uh-huh. I'm going to say AKA twin brothers on the studio app, waking me up from my pleasant nap, listening to voicemails from Stephen Elton Yates, Hultron and me. Oh, it just makes me want to shout yippee. Oh, I love Dunn. Sarah Dunn. That's our Irish connection, our Irish spring, our uh, girl out in Ireland who has a, she's set up tents for us to come visit her. She's so great. Uh, big fan of Dumb People Town and, and of this podcast too. So the AKA, for those who are just listening, we do the, you know, Scalabra Country, the virus edition is our daily podcast. We do it five days a week. And at the beginning we were saying, hey, this is the Scalabra Country, the virus edition, AKA the Pandy Pods. AKA two guys, one couch. That's what we started doing. Then we started filming in my wife's, Randy, my wife's uh, office. And she has a beautiful salmon colored couch. And it was at the time that like Trump was going off on Fauci. And we were like two, two uh, one salmon couchy, two fans of Fauci. And then our fans spearheaded by Mike Huddleston, AKA Huddletron, AKA the AKA guy, AKA old Zealand. Cause he lives in New Zealand. And he started doing all these AKAs. And then our fans like Sarah Dunn, Charlie Shulman, Huddletron, TJ Lancaster, so many great people would start to write AK Stephen Elton Yates, AKAs about other people who would listen to the show. And it's about building community, which I love so much about the stereo app, right? Jay? Oh, I love it. I love it. And she called it Studio App, which is also beautiful. It's Studio Studio App by L'Oreal. Thank you, Sarah Dunn. Thanks for tuning in. I'm glad we woke you up from a nap. Next voice memo. Schmeckle. Hey, guys. Um, I follow (laughs) most of your content. Uh, I think I hear almost everything that you guys have said for the past couple of years. Wow. Uh, Even longer if we go back into, you know, other stuff. Uh, Anyway, um... I'm just wondering, have you know, I, I haven't, I, I can't tell, um, have either of you ever been to Burning Man? Uh, oh, yeah. Love your shows. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great, it's a great, oh, what a great buildup. What great buildup. First of all, who did that? Who sent that in, Jay? That was Schmeckle. And what I love about Schmeckle is that uh, he looks, his avatar makes him look like a hipster pirate. So Schmeckle, just a funny thing for you, Schmeckle, and I don't know if you named this because of this, but because we were talking about it recently. So on our front lawn, you know, we're Jews. I'm married a Jew, and yet we put up holiday decorations. I say winter decorations, and we have a – it's not a Christmas tree. It's a holiday bush uh-huh. that, looks ex, that looks exactly like a Christmas tree uh, yeah, right. in our house. And we put reindeer on our front lawn that light up, but – in order to differentiate them, we put a yarmulke on one of them, and we said it's a Jewish family of reindeer called the Schleppers. And my oldest daughter, who's 15, Daisy, named the Schleppers this year the most Jewish name she could come up with, which was, uh, what was the first one, Aim? Someone, Latka, Latka, someone else, and then Schmeckel was the baby one. And I told her, you know that Schmeckel is a Yiddish word for penis, right? And she's like, and her response, and this is why she's going to, this is where she gets the comedy. She said, yeah, he is a little bit of a dick. And I was like, Ah. that's so good. It's just good. It's just good. He's a little dick. 
Yeah, you know, I don't really talk about it that much, but I did go to Burning Man twice, and not a lot of people know that. Uh, By not much, he tries to bring it into every conversation. Goldberg is the first one. I talk to the reindeer all the time about how I went to Burning Man. I'm like, you guys just don't get it. You guys just weren't out on the playa. You don't understand. I was like, what's your playa name, Goldberg? And he said, Schmeckle. All right. Love it. Great, 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 great voice. Great. Hi, gents. Keith, Andrew here. I uh, hope you're well. Uh, I heard some funny Actor. news clippings earlier. Oh, I wonder if uh, I could supply you with some. I can't promise they will be uh, Christmas themed, but um, I collect funny news clippings. So if you'd like some, let me know. We oh, love Keith. them. And I, and I remember Keith Andrew as an acting. He's either an actor, a performer, and... Um, I think, and this could be wrong, I think he's from Tennessee. Yeah, judging by the accent, he may be from Tennessee or Kentucky. Yeah, uh, Paducah, but you know what? Paducah, Kentucky. If you, go to, if you go to a really good acting school or conservatory, they'll they'll hammer that accent out. And, yeah, and people exactly. Because you, you, don't people, want, you don't want to walk in with that sort of... Um, it's going to be it's hard like, for people to understand you. It's such a, I mean, am I wrong to say that's a cockneyed accent? No, it's, you know what it is. And, and I'm just going to say this. It, it might be too folksy, you know, he's like, sure. just, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be aware of the colloquialisms with that. And colloquialism is perhaps the worst word ever to say with a Philly accent because you swallow all the L's. He's got a lot of colloquialisms. <laughs> yeah, get out and get me that colloquialism and go down to the Wawa on Fifth and Locust and grab hey, me a water I just, ice. I need a Coke Zero. I want a Coke Zero flavored water ice. Alright. Next voice memo. What's up, Squire Brothers? This is Vinny Hardy. My I man. with y'all yesterday, but like moving day at the Masters, it didn't make the cut. Oh. Unlike Dan Van Kirk, I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm just going to keep my composure. composure. I just got to interact with y'all, man. Here <laughs> on stereo. You know, I always call every time y'all are filling in for Matt and Drew on Kentucky Sports Radio. I try to tweet at you when you're filling in for Rome. So yep. I had to come through and say what's up on stereo. It's all love, fellas. Keep up the good work. We enjoying it. Peace out. I so love Hardy. Vinny Hardy might be one of my favorite people that we've just gotten connected to through uh, doing comedy and being on social media. He is such a positive force. He's funny. He gets it. Uh, Sportsy. He's sportsy. So if Vinny Vinny Johnson, former uh, Detroit Piston, who was like the guy who came off the bench and got you a lot of points quickly, and his nickname was The Microwave because he heated up fast, I'm going to say Vinny Hardy is the air fryer. You know what I mean? Tastes good, tastes great, but also good for you. He's not going to kill you. He's good for you. I love him, man. I'm so grateful to have him in our... And I encourage you, we're going to be doing another DPT tomorrow at noon, uh, is that I... I started to play your voicemail and then Dan started to talk and there's no way I couldn't figure out how to pause it. So I exited out by mistake. My bad. We're so happy. Love you, my man. The air fryer, the air fryer, Vinny, the air fryer, Hardy. There we go. Next one. Hey guys, just checking in. Um, I, this is Doug from the piano van. Nice. Homeless and living in the van. And, um, 
my stand-up special has a couple sales thanks to the um, love that you guys sent out and i did use the lemon lime disease um tag that you guys gave me at boast rattle it was the boast rattle with matt ingebretson and dave roth uh sarah benincasa and oh my a God. few other people and it was awesome great show and thanks again keep up the awesome work okay so doug culp oh man i knew it i knew that that first of all i knew that that joke sounded not familiar but i just i loved it it was a good one not just because it was ours but uh doug culp is is part of the our family of uh you know friends former comedian and not former but comedian uh he's you know someone who like many comedians and people that we know uh this is a difficult time for everybody as clubs are closing and the 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 ability to go out and make money doing comedy it's hard so uh i I highly recommend he made it made an unbelievable special that i think is so funny and i watched it i watched it and at the end of it i was like i gotta donate to this guy so if you go to at dougathon d-o-u-g-a-t-h-a-n you can kind of see all of his um I know you can get to the special that way, but I highly recommend people who are on here to check this dude out. And this is a time of year, definitely get a special. This is a time of year to, uh, I think to help each other out. And it just, I don't know, feels so good to support one of our own. And I love this guy and the lemon, (laughs) lemon and Lyme disease is a, this, that he was sponsored by Sprite J and, uh, but they, but they forced him to change it to lemon and Lyme disease. (laughs) (laughs) Lyme. Lyme disease. All right, next one. I know how much you love all the uh, Zoom issues people have been having, so thought you'd like to know that Galway Mayo Institute of Technology in the west of Ireland college apologizes after lectures overheard insulting students, and one lecturer said it felt like drilling her teeth because a student was painful to listen to. And I can send you the article if you'd like to read it. But, uh, I please do. Yeah, they were discussing students, and the video has been since distributed on social media. Yeah, yeah, dummy, man. you're on Zoom. It's like, w- why in the world? It's uh, it's like trying to steal steal money from a casino. There's a camera on you at all times, bro. Yeah. So this is what people don't understand, and people even in the broadcasting business don't understand what a hot mic is. A hot mic is the mic is on. Someone is recording it, and someone will have this audio, and it will find its way out into the public. So don't say anything. You got to pretend like you're on season two of Ozark everybody's got a wire and everybody's listening to everything that's going on. So you just have to understand that and understand that that's what zoom is too. If you say something about somebody, it's going to get picked up and it's probably going to get sent out on social media. And I'm glad that it's happening in Ireland. Agreed. Next one. Thanks, Sarah. Well, I see. I now have my earworm for the day. Thanks y'all. <laughs> what was <laughs> Tam. Tam. Thanks, Tam. What's we the earworm? What's what the is earworm? it? Which which of the things did we bring up that was your earworm? Unless it's this I think show it's, that we're doing. Uh, maybe it's Zoom is going to get you. Zoom is going to get, get you. Zoom is going to get, get you. Zoom is very deadly for all audience members. However, it's the only connection we have. Yeah, that's yes, true. Yeah, I agree with that. It's sort of like. Well, if you treat it with respect and you understand that you're on all the time until you hit leave meeting or unless you hit very simply mute or turn off your camera, then, okay, this is what I'm going to say. A Zoom should be treated like a mechanical bull. 
you never get on it when you're too drunk because you're yeah. going to fall. You're going to fall down hard and break your ass. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is that it's always there for you when you're really drunk. Here we go. Right. It's there. Hey, that was Gloria Estefan's greatest classic. The Zoom is going to get you. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Vinny Hardy knows. Gloria oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you talking about the air fryer? Air fryer. Air fryer knows what he's talking about. Uh-huh. He's heating up quick and healthy. He's, Thank he's you. AKA quick, healthy, and tastes great. AKA Hi guys. So since this whole pandemic started, you guys are like just doing everything. I listened to the the pandy pods. You got uh, the zooms. You got this now. You're all over social media. Um, even though you're not traveling anymore, I just want to know: like, are you physically and mentally exhausted? Has has having to kind of reinvent yourself like completely like wiped you guys out and you know we all appreciate how much hard work you're doing to keep us happy but just wanted to know how how you're doing oh that's such a nice question who is that jay that was elise um oh, elise. Who, elise thank you for number one being there for all the stuff that we do for consuming it for supporting it you know it's it's a double-edged sword there are times where when we're juggling our families and responsibilities and kids who are at home and needing to do things at home. And like, if I'm not helping my seven-year-old go get into her asynchronous learning, then she's just not going to do it. And there are times when everything kind of adds up, but I think I can say this, and I won't speak for you, Randy, but I can say that like our, the commitment to doing this is sort of the put one foot in front of the other. And it has really helped us get through this pandemic to be able to, to not shut the creative spigot off and really keep going by creating more and more things and things like the stereo app. There's, we don't do anything else like the stereo app. The stereo app is like a killer Q and a at a show mixed in with us talking about our lives. Cause it leads into everything. And I, I just, I love this in a different way than I love doing our daily pod, which is different than doing dumb people town, which is different than doing uh, the zoom live shows. It, it, we've really tried to keep our creativity flowing through this time and uh, but, it's helped us too. Yeah. And I would say it is, it's definitely hard. Like sometimes the weight of the amount of work that we're doing is feels like a lot. Like as we enter in the holidays, it's just hard. And we're like, how are we going to do continue the daily show, continue to put out content? And I think what we may have to do is go down to one story a day uh, and just break it up. And, you know, I think everybody will understand. And that is just the way we're going to have to do it for the daily pods. And it might be moving forward. Um, but it is it has been a blast to to explore it. We're basically doing like a 22, 23 minute show. It's like a TV show uh, every day. And that has without a writing staff with just me and Jay. And that has been a fascinating exploration of comedy. I've loved where it's taken us, but there are definite times where we're like, oh my God, I'm so I'm exhausted. But it's the pivot, Jay. What do we say about who's gonna survive? Who's gonna survive the pandemic? The companies that pivot, strip clubs in Portland are surviving. Why, Jay? Because they are repurposing their strippers as food delivery gals. Pivot. And they're calling it Boober Eats, which, I don't know, Boober Eats. I would have gone with Polmates, honestly. I actually think uh, Grubhub still works, if you think about it. Fair. They're going to pivot. They're going to make it. Next next voice memo. What I got talking about... 
What are we talking about? What are we talking about? That's our that's our that was our special on Netflix in 2014. I mean, what are we talking about, Skip? I mean, come on, Skip. What are we talking about? She came in with a soft voice, and I last night I was hanging out with my man James Harden, and I said, This woman got a we got a very soft voice. Am I talking about she asked him what we talking about? What are we talking about, Skip? Come on. I am appalled. Steven. I was talking to Chris Paul on a stereo app. Stereo app doing it, Ran. Next voice memo. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. She's like a soft-spoken Stephen A. Smith. She's Stephen <laughs> lowercase A. Smith. I mean, what are y'all talking Stephanie, about? Stephanie, Stephanie, she's Stephanie, Stephanie A. Smith. Stephanie A. Smith. If she if she's the next voice memo and she says, come on, Skip, I'm gonna lose my mind. I will go up on. in up in here, up in here. Who is she? I love what? this girl. Are you talking about? Dude, she is Stephanie A. Smith. Stephanie <laughs> A. Smith. What are you talking about? She's like, the other night, and but it's all like female athletes. The other night, I was on a Zoom with Skylar Diggins. <laughs> me, what are the Sklar brothers talking about? I said, I don't know what the Sklar brothers are talking about. What are y'all talking about? Stephanie A. Smith bringing the heat. Is she, she's bombing us on stereo? She's 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 giving us a lot of a lot of questions. And Love I don't know. By the way, the more the more she asks, are you talking about the orgasm cult? The yeah. The the more she sends this message, the more I am wondering what are what are we talking about? It's a great question. <laughs> she's like forced me to face like this like existential question just by simply repeating her name. What are y'all talking about? God. Here. Vinny Hardy's my favorite Hardy boy. Greg Hardy, the worst. That's right. Thank I'll you. Do, I'll say this. I'll go on a I'll go on a mystery tour solving stuff with Vinny the Air Fryer Hardy any day over the regular the not regular, but the other Harley Hardy boys. Screw those dudes. Yeah, and one thing's for sure is Vinny Hardy has never thrown a woman onto a stack of guns. I know that. Right. Yep. Uh let's get to the next one. I'm sorry if you just heard like a random second of me saying hour purring because my cat just stood on my phone. Sorry about that. Nope. Cat stood on a phone still more trenchant than what are you guys doing? Okay. Well, the, for um, the third time, what are we talking yeah. about? What are we talking about? Even yeah, the so, cat was like disgusting. Hey there, guys. I was just wondering if you heard the Tom Cruise meltdown from the uh, Impossible Mission 7 or whatever number they're on. Okay. Did he just call it impossible (laughs) mission? (laughs) I want to now just, so once you pass six sequels of a movie, you have to flip the titles. That's what I think it has to be. War War stars. War War stars. War stars. stars. Potter Harry. Potter's Harry. Furious and the Fast. Potter's Harry. Drift. Potter's Harry. First and Furious and the Fast. Um, no, but that, yes, I did. He, I, I read it. I didn't hear the rant, but in, in a weird way, what was the they, rant? Jay? Explain it to me. Cause I didn't hear it. So basically he got mad at two people who were too close to each other in video village. Um, and they may not have been wearing masks. And so he was mad. And cause I guess he's like the producer and he's on the film and all this stuff. And their film had to get shut down because it was in Italy, like back in October. And what he's trying to do, which I'm going to say I'm on the side. This is not necessarily, and I even kind of see Christian Bale's point earlier too. The, the fact is this, 
it is very difficult to do what actors do. I think in the sense that they need, they're trying to create a, a, a real moment out of a fake situation. And if people are moving around while they're trying to get to this place, and if they're pulling you out of the reality that you're trying to create for yourself, then they're making it hard for you to do your job. Just like if, if that lighting person needed to move that light and someone else was sitting on that light, eating their lunch and was like having a conversation and making the person wait to have to move the light to do their job, they would equally get as angry at that person. So I agree. I think Christian Bale got some, some inappropriate heat. Again, I think the same thing about Tom Cruise and trust me, no one is, is ready to make fun of Tom Cruise as much as we are. However, I do think he's kind of right. He was out there saying, you're going to screw this up and you're going to get fired. And we Hollywood is looking to us to say, can it be done? Can we go back and make more I mean, movies? And I think, I think, uh, I think can it be done is, is perhaps an impossible mission. I mean, yes, it's a mission impossible. Right, no, no, it's an impossible, mission. impossible mission. Next, next voice memo. Oh, sorry about that. It was when y'all were doing the shaggy, it wasn't me stuff, which oh. is so now playing in my head. Sorry. <laughs> well, I could, my only answer to that, Tam, is it wasn't us. It wasn't us. You're thinking of someone else who was doing it wasn't that. Us. It wasn't us. You heard us. it, but it wasn't us. Next. What are y'all talking about? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this person is doing a character and I love her so much, but I want it to be someone we know doing a character. But what are we talking about? We're talking about life in the pandemic. Uh, thank you for your message, Caitlin. We're talking about, um, we're talking about how mission people impossible. are trying to We're mission talking about Mission Impossible. We're talking about movies. Hey, but feel free to ask us what we're talking about periodically throughout the rest of this thing. Please keep sending us messages. Hey guys, it's Spaz. I feel when watching live Zoom shows now, sometimes I feel like I'm a heckler because I'm giggling or trying to relate to them, so I always have my stuff on mute. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you're so sweet. And that's, first of all, you're not a heckler because a heckler doesn't think about whether or not they're affecting a show or what they're doing. And you uh, are being considerate. your laughter is always welcome. I would say if you want to go through the sort of the sort of what's helpful, what's not helpful at a comedy show, we can do that right now. Okay. Helpful at a comedy show is laughing loudly. Not helpful at a comedy show is perhaps answering back to someone yes. when they're talking because that could throw some rhythm. Even if you're like, yeah, I think a simple yes is okay. You could be like, oh my God, or yes, like. A, 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 an exasperated, um, not exasperated, but like an enthusiastic, an enthusiastic, enthusiastic agreement. Punctuation. Right. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. But talking to someone during the show or saying that's not the way it is or answering a question that gets put out there rhetorically, not a good idea. That right. That's not. So, but what you're doing and what Spaz is describing uh, is is actually really helpful. And on those Zoom shows, so we did, this is really interesting, just to pull back the curtain a little bit on Dumb People Town, is, you know, the first time we did the live Dumb People Town, uh, we had the all audio up. And during uh, Ben Lee's musical performance, I think some people, because it wasn't the talking part of the podcast, they started talking and they got, you know, they kind of, 
it threw him a little bit. And so we were like, all right, we got to, we got to turn that off. And so in the next time we did it, we had everyone's volume completely off and that threw us off a little bit. And so I think what we realized is we need the laughter in there to help us. And so the laughter is kind of like our guidepost of how long to let things sit. And it's, so thank you for that. And and you're not a heckler at all. That's a long way of saying that. (laughs) We love you. We'll see you at the next show. And, and keep keep leaving voice memos here. Like, what are you guys talking about? The Zoom is going to get you when you don't even know. We need the Zoom to stay connected, but it's going to get you with its hot mic. It's hot mic. Watch out for the Zoom, 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 Zoom. Turtle team. Turtle team. Dude. Killer, Turtle man. team, please. That's a great dude. I was like, I was trying to figure out what song that was, and then I realized it was an original. Jeez, more. We want more, 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 more. more. Hi, Keep going. I just start watching you guys and listening. I love your um, talks. Oh, thanks, Slappy. Appreciate you. God dang, that was nice. You had. There was like a moment at the end of that. Um, okay, what do you think was happening at the end? Because I can tell you, I think she was stepping onto a French subway. And the doors or getting beamed up to another planet. I'm not sure, but either I, or, I, I love every, every part of that voicemail. Thank you. Guys, can you please change the conversation can and change up? Can you change the conversation to like football or something? Because I don't really want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you want to talk football? Let's talk football. So let's listen. talk about this. Let's talk about your comment well, in but a football in a yeah. football context. But here's so, the thing. If we shut up, we can't talk about football. If we shut up like your well, I'm assuming that, that sounded like their five-year-old like sister. So oh. let's talk about your comment in the context of football. Basically, Rand and I, Randy and I are part of like a run and shoot offense, and you've now asked us to sort of bring our tight ends in, do a max protect and do just a lot of play action, play action fake stuff, which uh, we could do, and yes, we could, but we wouldn't want to alienate everyone else. So we appreciate you guys listening. But and let's talk a little football for them briefly, okay? Let's talk about today's national uh, early signing period for college football. Very exciting. Uh, the team that we follow, the Michigan Wolverines, just signed Donovan Edwards, one of the best running backs in the class. J.J. McCarthy, one of the best quarterbacks in the class. And uh, hopefully Xavier Worthy, one of the best receivers in the class. Those are three huge offensive options all while there's uncertainty with the coaching staff. And I know this is what you and your smaller, you and your four-year-old brother want to hear. Okay. Right. Next. So on Christmas Eve, 2015, Will Greenlee posted a very, very short article titled that just said, what's in your gun rack this Christmas? (laughs) It's four sentences and two pictures of a pickup truck with wrapping paper in place of rifles on a gun rack in the back window. He finishes it by saying, I like it. So what's in your gun rack? As though that's just so whimsical. It's like, I call that what's in your gun rack is the, um, is the capital one, actually capital murder one. That's capital punishment one, capital Capital punishment one. Uh, Thank you, tweak bunny. And, uh, that's so hilarious. We love, I feel like we know more about Will Greenlee who, uh, by the way, when we do a, our next live Dumb People Town, which is happening on January 16th uh, through Nowhere Comedy Club, 
we'll have Zach Galifianakis and we will have a Greenlee um, who will be our guest. And it's pretty dope. Uh, if you're listening to us now, you know that we're on the stereo app, which we love, by the way. Stereo app. Uh, it's so fun. It's like a call-in show. Uh, live conversation, view, uh, Scarborough Country, the virus edition. We're breaking down dumb behavior in the pandemic and life and taking your voice memos, which has been a blast. we got about 25 more minutes to go. We're going to try to get to everyone. And I see there's a bunch of people queued up. Let your friends know this is super fun. I love doing this with you, Rand. Here's the next one. Hey, yep. uh, Randy uh, Skylar, uh, your avatar actually looks a little bit like uh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> hey man, I'll take that. You know, I mean, I guess a lot of people have referred to me as a dick in the box, but hey, this yeah. is what we do. And uh, I do like it. I do feel like my avatar, they're like, well, what do you want to look like? A Backstreet Boy or Justin Timberlake when he was in NSYNC? Do you want to look like a Backstreet Boy or the guy who manages the boys right now? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like the guy who manages the Backstreet Boys is often being confused with one of the Backstreet Boys. And let me ask you this, Jay. Again, yeah. we said this many times about Angus Young, and I know he's got Young in his last name, but he made a fatal mistake by going on stage that very first time wearing a, a British schoolboy's outfit. You're talking about the lead guitarist for the band ACDC, for those who may not know Angus Young offhand. Right. So he wore a schoolboy's outfit, which were shorts and like a jacket and a schoolboy hat, which again, I guess fine when you yourself are 20 years old and you're trying to be young, but he didn't foresee that tells me that he didn't foresee the band going like another 55 years because oh, yeah. in doing so, it's like, I got to put on, they got to keep retailing a kid's shorts and a sport coat for me until I'm just literally like an old bag of bones. And like, if he literally tries to run in a circle while he's playing guitar, someone's got to come pick him up. It's just a bad call. Bad look. It's a bad look. That's Here we go. Same thing. That's the same she thing. She's doing <laughs> Dugathon, bro- brother, is she doing a bit? I want her is to keep. Now he's going to keep saying that. What is she doing? <laughs> I love what it. Is yeah, what is she doing? Hey, hey Randy lady, and Jason, this is John Arminio. I was just wondering, um, because you guys have talked about how your relationship with your favorite sports teams is um, sometimes dysfunctional, sometimes boring on abusive. Has COVID changed that in any way? Because, you know, we've had to separate ourselves from sports in a lot of ways or even had delayed or shortened season. So have you, are you looking at sports differently than you were, say, nine months ago? John Armenio, great, great question. Uh, I'll answer first and then, Rand, you can talk too. I will say that, you know what it has done? You know, I certainly with Michigan football, which is the one that I care about the most and the one that uh, disappoints has disappointed me the most. And certainly this year is no exception. It's like a new level of disappointment and, and upset. I think my approach has been simply to, um, in a way that I didn't in the past, just not watch the games. Uh, I'll basically, if things start going south, I'll just turn it off because, you know, I'm grateful to have it and I love it, but I just can't deal with the frustration and the disappointment. And I know all these factors, including COVID, are factoring in. So it just doesn't feel quite real. It's one of those things where, like, in the past, I would have, like, stuck it out because who knows? And it's, you know, it's a regular season and we get to have all of our anger. But I don't think we can have our full – we can't, like, full the feel, bu- feel the full buffet of anger uh, in these times, because there are so many other factors contributing. Agreed, man, or disagree? 
And it is a chocolate wonderfall of hate when you want to talk about buffets of anger and using a Golden Corral reference. But I'll, I'll say this. You know what the pandemic has done for me in sports? You know what it did? Like, okay, so in baseball, we're Cardinals fans, grew up in St. Louis. And when once the Cardinals were out of the playoffs, <clears throat> I, I was able to sit back and enjoy it a little bit more. And what they were able to pull off, like kind of doing the semi-bubble of the playoffs and then seeing the Dodgers win. We have a lot of L.A. fans and just being fans of like Clayton Kershaw and the sport itself. That was exciting. Watching the NBA bubble and the NBA uh, playoffs and even like the first round matchup between Utah and uh, Denver. The fact that there is now a mountain time zone rivalry between Salt Lake City and Denver, it's like, we've got weed, we've got 12 wives, let's get it on. Like, that was exciting. The social justice component to it all, we loved. We were, I, I was down for any time, put Brianna Taylor on your shoes, and let's talk about it, Jamal Murray. Let's get to it after the game. I don't want to hear about the fact that you dropped 50 on these punks. Let's talk about social justice. That, to me, got us excited. So in this time of crazy pivoting, as far as sports goes, I've sort of learned to lean into the, the weirdness of it and enjoy it yep agreed great question thanks john armenia you got another one that was just a guy who wanted us to hear the birds behind him Next. Uh, strippers so need to work because they're out of work and they need to eat so they're gonna be your boober eats boober eats Boober eats, stripper one day, boober eats the next, the next day after that, they're Diablo Cody, strippers need to work and eat. Turtle okay, Tinigmatic. First things first, Diablo Cody is our friend. <laughs> yes. Uh, and she's one of the best writers that we know, period. She's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, the, the pivot to me is great. Actually, it's so funny because strippers now, the drive-through stripping, because they were doing some drive-through stuff, felt like, I don't know, I felt better for the women. I'm like, yeah, no one can really touch you through their car. You know, yeah. yes, it, it feels like they're g granting them a little bit more power. And the fact that they can continue to work and continue to make money during this time, great pivot. Great Solid pivot. pivot. Nice song, brother. Here's another one. I'm out delivering mail in St. Helena, California, and I finally found a spot where I got a connection. So, actually, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> Gordon. Gordon Mailman. We're talking about... Uh, a little bit about the pandemic. We're answering fan questions. We're talking a little bit of sports, but really St. we're Helena. talking about St. Helena is up in Napa Valley. It's so pretty up there. It's really, really pretty up there. I wonder, like, I if, wonder if the mailmen in St. Helena get like a nice Shiraz at every yeah. corner. Yeah. Let's, uh, can I, can I, while I deliver these magazines that this winery will never read, I'm going to now just take a quick, a quick taste of Merlot. So, but here's the deal. Mailmen are, and male women, male carriers, uh, they fought against the attempts of this government to try and squash the election through mail-in voting. They survived that. Mm -hmm. They are delivering our presents and our packages and our mail, even though they're understaffed and they're under-supported and appreciated. And you know what? They uh, were represented by one of the highest scorers in the history of the NBA, and that's Carl Malone. So, so I, I look, 
this this guy Gordon Mailman, I, I love you, my man. It sounds like you deliver on every level, and even if you don't understand what we're talking about, keep listening, and it'll become apparent. Yep. Impossible mission protocol ghost. Impossible mission protocol ghost. <laughs> no way. We better we better make impossible mission right now. I want impossible mission with Cruz Tom. Cruz, Cruz Tommy. Tom. Cruz Tommy and impossible mission. Cruz Cruz Bustamante. Here we go. Guys, I don't want to put the cat on the phone here. I'm not going to put the baby on the buffalo. But uh, but seriously, Stephanie A. Smith is right. What are you guys talking about? Stephanie, okay. really? Is that Stephen Elton Yates? Yep, Stephen Elton Yates. Don't put the baby on the buffalo. Someone in our Dumb People Town uh, show put a baby on a buffalo just to get a picture of it. And that's the thing, man. You know, that is something you're like, this would be a great idea, but if we do it, someone's going to get hurt. That's what you say. We say, don't put the baby on the buffalo here. Hey, don't go visit your family over Christmas. Don't put the baby on the buffalo. No need. No need at this point. All it is is just to make famous people feel self-important. Screw Tom Cruise and his Scientology. Thank yeah. you. I agree with I've that. Been watching, yeah, I've been watching the Leah Remini Scientology thing on uh, on Netflix. Is and it I funny? Can't, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, it's the funniest thing she's done since King of Queens. Um, right. She's... There's like every moment along the way because I'm like super into cults. The Nexium cult, I'm like cr- just the fact. I mean, it's Scientology doesn't seem like it was fun as fun as Nexium because they didn't have like all the late night volleyball. But yeah, but all cults start the same way. We're gonna change the world. Like when yeah. someone says that, you're like mm, red flag. Nope. Red flag. How about we do something great and hopefully people will come along? Like, yeah. no need to start talking about changing the world. And no need to world. listen. No need to put the baby on the buffalo with that. They they're all putting the baby on the buffalo. Thank you, Steve. No needs. Uh, guys, I'm almost always drunk when I'm on a Zoom call. Is that you, is that? Am I doing it wrong? <laughs> hey, I also wanted to follow up. I tweeted yesterday that I had been followed back by some of the All Star Sklar brother fans yeah and during your show yesterday i got followed back by charlie shulman so the community is just growing look at that day fantasy thank you for being part of our community we love uh we love when you when you call in and leave us voicemails on this on this show when you tweeted us uh there is quality interaction that can be had through social media Rand, didn't you squash a beat what was your beef with someone i was trying to look for it i'm like i'm in so this account we- so Jay and I talked on uh, our sports podcast about we made a quick comment about oh there no on the daily podcast there was a guy in Africa in Namibia whose name was Adolf Hitler something else his parents named him Adolf Hitler and he won and he won like a council like a councilman job right and he was from a leftist party so like. Listen, I don't know. Just the fact that his name is Adolf Hitler and he stands for everything that Adolf Hitler didn't stand for. Maybe he's trying to reclaim the name. I don't know. But his parents clearly you can change that name. You can just be Dolph. You can change your middle name that people change their names all the time. You're allowed to do that. And it's you, you didn't give yourself that name. It's just a terrible name. We were saying talking about it in the terms of like Adolf Rupp. And we were kind of upset about Adolf Rupp, to which 
a lot of Kentucky sports fans came back and said he wasn't as bad as everybody thought he was. And there's, you know, all that stuff is based on anecdotal evidence that isn't true and this and that. And, you know, someone made a really good point about, you know, this guy, I think his name is Brandon Wesson was the guy was the guy's name on Twitter. And he said, you know, I'm a big fan of you guys. I listened to a lot. I came to you through uh, Kentucky sports radio and I, disagree with you and this is why and he laid his points out and i was like those are really good points i was like those are really good points i might still disagree with you i mean i think if your name is adolf and you are existing in the 1950s time to change your name like you can change it to just dolph rup dolph rup is fine lots of people in that time changed their name to dolph because they didn't want like it takes a certain person to continue to have your name be like that and there was some race stuff but Listen, he said that's not the truth. And I said, well, I'd be happy to explore this. And we had a very nice disagreement and interaction. And I wrote a letter to the Internet saying, dear Internet, we just had a just a disagreement that ended with respect and mutual respect and love. It can be done. It totally can be done. And it was just a great moment. And that actually that interaction got more response than I thought we would get, Jay. And you know what? My question to that is, what are we talking about? That's um, a great question. Stephanie A. Smith, talk to us. So if a movie like Rocky ha- did have more than than six sequels, and it's a single word title, would you just go Pig Latin, Aki Ray? <laughs> no. Uh, would, thanks, Tim. Uh, thanks, Tim. I would, if it's whatever it is, because it's Rocky Four, Rocky Five. I would just call it Eight Rocky. Eight Rocky, Six Rocky, ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. Here we go. When the guy raises his hand in my special, it looks like that part was staged, but he just did that out of nowhere. So I was like, okay, I'll answer your question. And that's when the tag that you guys gave me came in. Perfect. It was it was so good. It was so good. He recorded special uh, in Oregon. This it is Dougathon. This is Doug. Doug Culp. Doug Culp, again, I cannot stress enough to you guys. This is a great guy to support, a really funny comic. Go to Dougathon, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N, at Dougathon, and you can find all his stuff. Support this dude, especially right now. He's a great guy. Absolutely. All right, here we go. So in the next time... Sorry, I was eating a Whopper Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Whopper Impossible. I love it. I was waiting for it. Me, me, (laughs) Meat Impossible is my is one of my favorite things. I don't know, but I like Beef Beyond is like is still really good. (laughs) But but Whopper Impossible is really good. Hold on, next one. Can we all agree that Kevin Hart isn't funny? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know. And I'll tell you because Jay and I have spent time with him and we watched him do a set of comedy where he was just working some stuff out in, uh, at the improv. And it was a night that we were headlining and he asked to go on the show to work some stuff out in front of us. And we were supposed to go do an hour after that. And we were nervous about it. And here's the two things we'll say about it. He was respectful of our time. He didn't go over and do like an hour. He, uh, was respectful to us and he had some really funny premises. He was he was really making. I look. We can't fake you. That's the thing. You can fake laughter, like you can fake an orgasm. But the truth of the matter is, when it makes you really laugh, you can't fake it. And he was really making us laugh. And I'm like, 
I'm th- this guy's funny. I actually like the commercial that he did with with Neil Brennan. <laughs> I mean, the most recent commercial when Neil Brennan's like, "Hey, buddy, I'm right here. Why are you yelling?" He's like, "Cause that's what I do." Yep, and it is. All right. Hey, Jason, Randy. Um, I have been huge fans of yours since I was in high school. Um, and just, yeah, I absolutely love you guys doing the Zoom things. I know I've talked a little bit on the Dumb People Town one as well. And, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks again. And you two never fail to make me laugh. Brian Hoffman. Thank you, Brian Hoffman. Uh, we appreciate you so much, dude. We really, really do. And uh, keep sticking around. Hang with us. We're not going to stop making stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, and we're on the we're on the stereo app right now. This thing is so cool. The fact that we get to just kind of interact with our fans in a way of like real time listening to what you guys are posting up and trying to answer questions. I think this is th- I don't does it feel like a post show meet and greet yet everyone can listen in, Jay? Feels like a call in show, like open lines, like love line a little bit, but no one's talking about which uncle touched them. It's a really uh, deep and Jay, beautiful. Jay, do you remember? Do you remember when we went in and did Tom Likas's show? Are you gonna tell me that a woman? You gonna tell me that a woman is gonna be the vice president? That's me doing James Adomian's Tom Likas. Yes. So we went in to do, a, and it was in the evening, and it was in a dark studio that felt very rapey. Yep. And Tom Likas is like a fat, just gross, pasty dude wearing sunglasses, not looking at either one of us and talking to us in the studio. And we're in the studio with him. Yeah. Like, Looking and he's, and he's straight ahead in between us, drinking a big, a big glass of Shiraz. Just and a was, tea bag. Yeah. So this feels like a better version of that. And we're if you like what we're doing here, we're going to be back up on this on Friday at noon, doing this very show again. So we we have about like eight or nine minutes left. We're going to try to get to as many people who are still in line. If we don't get to you, you'll come back to us on Friday. I'll be first in line then. And tomorrow we're going to be doing another live Dumb People Town of these. Uh, Our goal with this is, is, as with our goal with everything, we know you are locked down. We are locked down too. We are consumers of podcasts and media and fun things. We're just trying to give you guys as many fun things to look forward to every single day if we can. So uh, you got something tomorrow. You got something the next day. You got podcasts. You got live shows. Um, it's really cool for us. And this this is sort of like flexing a different muscle than the other ones and working it out. Let's get to another voice memo. Since you've moved swiftly on to sport for a moment, I know that last year I sent you a video of the All-Ireland Hurling Final and 88,000 people all cheering on our respective amateur mm-hmm. teams in Crow mm-hmm. Park. I don't know if you had a chance to check it out, but last weekend was the All-Ireland Hurling Final in an empty stadium, uh, the same stadium I sent you the video of last year, but more importantly than that, because they were Limerick and Waterford and I don't support them, was the Camogie, which is the women's sport, was on Saturday night and my team, Kilkenny, won and my cousin was player of the match. But you should Whoa. definitely check it out because... Uh, Great sports. Great. I know you once did the 73 final on cheap seats. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That was Limerick, Beck, Kilkenny. Not a good day. No, that was not a good day. We apologize. So do you remember that? Do you remember that on cheap seats, Jay? That was where like people just took, it was like basically dudes playing field hockey. It was like their field hockey. They could take it, a ball into the eye and hurt. And so many people got hit so hard. It was like, to me, the end of a drunken brawl at a bar. 
That's what it yeah, felt like all day long. But the, what I thought was interesting is that, you know, Ireland, we're just going to, we're not going to mince words. Ir, Irish people are known for their drinking and their main sport or one of their main sports is a euphemism for throwing up. Hurling. Yeah. Hurling. Hurling. I love it. I'm mean, sort of directing this to Spaz. This is Tam. As someone who's found out this year that she has um, an amazing laugh for comedy. <laughs> um, I've had people remark on it. It is a necessary element. Like Absolutely. as Clark Brothers said, the talking, the the speaking out, the you know, responding, not so much, but the laughs, that is vital. That's their reason for existence. So unmute, let the laugh flow. And you know, that's how you show your appreciation the most. Agreed. Tam, Beautiful. you're so Beautiful. so right. Beautifully spoken. And I'll I'll even give you another insight as to why laughter is important. Tam, thank you for that. I think laughter is important because as comedians, you know, Randy and I never write more on stage than when we are doing really well. And why is that? Well, something happens, okay? When you do a joke, when you tell a joke and the crowd gives you a big laugh, a huge rolling laugh that rolls from the front of the room to the back of the room and then back to you again, and it's so big, in that time, that response almost like, I'm sure there's a chemical explanation for it, like a boost of serotonin serotonin into your brain and it fires your synapses and it forces us in that moment whether we want to or not to create new comedy on top of the comedy we just created usually you know usually when sets are going poorly those aren't the sets where we're adding like three or four killer tags that live on forever in in a bit it's when they're we're doing really well and it's all because of the laughter am i right ren yeah and it is kind of the reason why shows and comedy are so important because there's like the comedians and the audience are a living organism that have to work together. And there is, there is our part and there is the audience part. And when the two of them work together, it is a gorgeous dance. And really Jay and I, what we do is a dance of sorts on stage where we listen to each other and then I slide in and then I step back when it's Jay's turn to go. So you're watching a dance between the two of us and the audience. And that's why I think it is, you know, that's why I think what we do is unique. But again, we need that laughter. Agreed. A couple more. Hi fellas. It's Charlie. I'm pretty sure that that's the slogan for capital gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see charlie showman killing charlie it Shulman, capital love you buddy capital gun capital gun what's on what's in your gun rack what's in your gun rack capital gun thank you now Max. is also a perfect time to confess that i bought my daughter an xbox for christmas and i've been playing it every day while she's at school <laughs> Can I, dude i love you so much can i tell you one thing um i am not a gamer at all randy and i the extent of our gaming uh goes atari like bowling. atari bowling yeah, atari bowling which i have in my house but the other night friday night my son was like i was hanging out with him and he's like dad do you want to he got for his birthday nba 2k21 and he's like, do you want to play me? I'll, I'll let you be a really good team. So I was like, maybe I was like the Houston Rockets of all time or something like the all time. Or the I was the all time great 
or Orlando Magic. Uh, somebody yeah. like, oh no, the Heat, the all-time great Heat player. So Alonzo Mourning and Shaq and Dwayne Wade and Adebayo, like an unreal team. And Duncan Robinson. And he was like, play this and play this. And he told me how to shoot and how to play defense. And uh, I beat the current Clippers. He always plays the Clippers. And I beat the current Clippers. I won the game. And I'm like, uh-oh. Now I want to do this all the time. So That's I, right. That's I, right. I get you it. Taste. You got a taste. You got so a taste. So fun. It. It's so much fun to drain a three. And, oh, my God, I loved it. It was the best. All right. Just, you're just sampling the merchandise. Yep, here we go. I was just curious what you guys think of how comedy comes out at the under at the other end of this. I know there's certain people have been leaving Los Angeles. People yep. have been saying that Austin is gonna be the new place for stand up. Um, because obviously somebody somebody moved there mm-hmm. who has a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. but um I was just wondering what your take on on the other end of this pandemic, how it, it will affect comedy. And um, will comedy come back in the same way? Um, what's your take on that? Great Love call. you guys. Thank you, Thanks Tony Bar- Barfalani. Um, comedy will come back. Comedy will come back. People miss it so much. They've been building up a, a need to want to see it live. I don't know if it's going to be back in full swing the next few months i'm hoping before the end of this calendar year if everyone just wises up and takes the pan takes the uh vaccine and we start to work hard to get back to being a society that cares about each other yeah i think comedy will come back and i think i don't think la will not will cease to be a comedy hub there's just too many great people here and too much great stuff going on here uh i do think the fact that joe rogan moved to uh, and and did tony hinchcliffe move there as well yeah yes to Austin yeah. is going to make Austin another great, like you'll have New York and Austin and LA and Austin already was a great comp. We used to go there twice a year, once for moon tower and once for, uh, once for a weekend at cap city, which is no longer, but I believe cap city or will come back in some version. Uh, comedy will be back. It will be as strong as ever. And just, just you wait, man, it's going to be really, really cool to see. I mean, I would love to see personally, like guys like Joe Rogan, who, you know, Jano and we've had just you know great interactions with him throughout uh comedy storm I, I would love to see guys like joe rogan kind of help you know help support comedy clubs reopening around the country i mean i think he i think he could you know i mean look he's he's performing in theaters he's performing in much bigger spaces but it'd be great if those people at the top were able to you know the sebastians of this world and whatnot able to kind of you know, uh, help, help get it back to where it needs to be because we need to go out on the road. We need to see you guys in person. It's such a good, you know, this stuff is great. And I hope this stuff continues. Hope it's a mixture. You know, I love doing the zoom comedy shows because like next month we're doing the live dumb people town on January 16th, Saturday night. Zach Alfinakis is going to be where he is up in Canada. John Paul White's going to be down in Alabama somewhere. We're going to be in LA. It's just cool to be able to put a show together like that, that Sarah Dunn in Ireland and Mike Cuddleston in, in New Zealand and, you know, our friends in Maine and our friends in Arkansas, they can all see. It's just, I, I want that to keep going. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully it'll be some hybrid mix. All right, we're going to do one more and then we're going to wrap and we're going to wrap up. And if we missed you, I'm so sorry. Uh, what were we talking about? That woman got in like four. So I yeah. apologize. 
someone's waiting here and didn't get any in. But we'll be back on Friday at noon, uh, noon Pacific, and we're going to be doing this conversation. Uh, and we'll continue it. It's so freaking cool on stereo. So really. cool. Thank you, stereo. Thank you, Terry. Last one. Dude, I just figured it out. You guys probably figured it out as well. Uh, the quarantine sports need Randy and Jason, cheap seats, coming back. We need cheap seats yeah. for our quarantine viewing. Like, wouldn't it be great if you guys could just do live commentary and just make the games way better because the fans aren't around? Man, Yes. please do that. And uh, I don't need any money either. This can be all your guys' idea. Thank you. This, uh, that's a great thing. We've talked about that, trying to find ways that make it easy for people to maybe stream our running commentary during a game, things like that. Maybe there's a way to do it on, on the stereo app. Uh, and, and that might be the evolution of what we do on this thing, which is put us on, on during, the, during the playoffs, you know, as we head into January. Maybe we'll do a stereo during the Super Bowl, and you can – Turn down the volume of the Super Bowl and just listen to me and Randy making comments about the Super Bowl on stereo. Uh, that's the exciting thing, and we have talked about that. And who knows? Maybe the stereo is the way we get there. But to everyone else out there who who has listened to us and supported us, we had a lot of people on this thing all day. Uh, we flirted yeah. with 90, 100 people on this at a time, which is pretty exciting and awesome for our first one. Uh, let's do it. Tell your friends about it. We'll meet you back here tomorrow for Dumb People Town at noon. Uh, Dumb People Town Live, which is super fun with Dan Van Kirk. Uh, and bring your dumb headlines and your dumb stories from your lives. And then on Friday, think about this. If people are at wondering what are we talking about, tell us. Uh, ha- let's talk on Friday about if we can remember hacks and ways that you have found um, to make things enjoyable in the pandemic. Uh, things yep. that you've found that you've found workarounds uh, around the crappiness and we'll try and share that with each other to make our lives better uh thanks Rand, for joining i uh, love it thank you jay thank you stereo and we'll see you guys tomorrow and we'll see you on friday out A podcast network.